You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Drama Podcast, Searching for Benton McKay. It's been a long time. How's it been going? Yeah, it's been uh, been a couple weeks, but we were trying to schedule a special surprise guest, um, but which didn't work out. So we just decided to do one with uh, the two classic hosts here. Yep, busy, busy lives. Yeah, exactly. Going out doing a lot, you know. Yeah, man about town. Right, exactly. In a very COVID safe way, though. Don't don't oh, you worry. Of course, of course. Yeah, you know, we're um, very safety conscious around here. Of course, very safety conscious. As as we said in the last one, we are nothing if not journalists with integrity here. Yes, the most and, integrity you've ever seen. Right. Many people are saying that this is the highest integrity podcast maybe ever in the history. I've heard of the that media. too. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's saying it. Every peop everyone is saying it. And it's Every why we know. are we are the uh most viewed podcast, I believe, of all time. I believe uh, that's true. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I know. Crazy. That's how much people want to hear the drama. People love the drama. And if you loved last week's episode, you're going to love this one because we are going to discuss some things that I would say have a little more comedic tone than last episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is a funnier episode. There was definitely a lot of drama in the last one that was like a lot of like potentially league ending. There's nothing here that would have ended the league. No, no. This is all petty fights. Um, yeah. A lot involving one team in particular, and we finally get to discuss our uh, the namesake of our podcast today, which should be a lot of fun. Yep, the first appearance of the legendary Benton McKay. Yes. Um, first of many, I should say. Right. Although we will say that this Benton McKay is really not the one who our podcast is named after. That's we're, true. We're focused Maybe. on the junior version. Yes. Which could, may or may not be the same person, <laughs> but that's a conversation. We'll get to that right? later. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's a later conversation. We're we're gonna start off with, uh, I think, just a truly hilarious moment that just shows how, like, we talked a little bit about it in the first episode, how bad some GMs were. Yeah, um, it was and a this tough is one time. Of, tough. Start this is to the one of the worst moves in the history of GMing because it was like inexcusable at the time. There was no reason to do it at all. Right. So in season two, we had like a pretty big draft. That was a lot of Reddit guys and a couple of like other Sim League people that were just getting on to um like join PBE from other yeah. leagues. A like, lot of we people have a like lot... when a league starts want to see if the league's gonna stick around. Right. So like just to list you off people that are still in the league, we have Leafer, um Haffy Onion Bagel, who was like a borderline Hall of Famer, Rindy. Um, AYs, Max, Time Consumer, LGM, Stennett, um, Kendrick, Khan. These are guys that were like in the league for a while mm. um, in this draft. Yeah. Like a lot of players that, even if they don't make the Hall of Fame, like probably Team Ring of Famers or Team Hall of Fame, retired for, number, like that quality player. Yep, for sure. For sure. And so after season one, like the Scorpions, I guess they finished like middle of the pack, right? Because they had the third pick in each round. Right. They were, it was in my, in my opinion, after the first, 
season, like the clear like teams that were set up the best were the mm-hmm. Voyagers and the Vandals. The Aviators really dropped off in production and then lost their best player to the Sloths. Yeah. Um, which basically, so the Sloths, um, both GMs quit. They move and get rebranded. And Rabid Sponge moves on from the Crabs. And uh, Juosu moves on from the Aviators. Yeah. So the Crabs, if you look at the draft here, you'll notice they have the first two picks in the draft. And that's because of the Rabbit trade. Yeah. And then uh, round two with the Aviators, same thing. Yeah. Uh, the Juosu trade. Right. So like the so, Sloths went into this draft with like almost no picks. Their first pick is 28th overall in the middle of the fifth round. Yeah. Which is crazy. And then they won the draft. Yes, exactly. Well, kind of. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe. I'll say kind of because, you know, we we did pick up two Hall of Famers and two other, like, team Hall of Famers yeah. in the draft in the first three rounds. The Vandals did. Right. Um, but let's talk now to who did not win the draft. Um, and that would be the Death Valley Scorpions. Yeah, who were coming off of not very good draft in season one. Right. And like the best player that they drafted like long term in season one. Well, not the best. They they drafted a couple like Buckshank, um, Doe were obviously both like good picks. Yeah. They also you should, drafted. You should talk more about uh, that Doe guy. Yeah. I, I hear his user is totally an idiot. That's what I yeah. heard. Everyone's saying that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also drafted Sophia Bennett, who was then yeah. traded to the uh, sloths for basically in- for nothing. Yeah, a bag of balls, basically. One yeah, of the worst trades it, in league history. I think it sure. was Goonie, who was yeah. never active in PBE. Yeah. but And Symmetric. No, that was a different trade. Yeah, it was right. Goonie. And anyway, so this draft, they need active players. You know, they, um, they draft, they have draft picks in the first, second, and fourth, and fifth rounds. They have no third round pick. Um, so they make those picks and then it's coming them in the sixth round where there are still like a good amount of actives left. And you, like I mentioned before, right. Teams like the, the Vandals and the Voyagers really did not need that many more actives to fill in spots. We were loaded with actives. Um, after this in the sixth round and on the Voyagers make three picks and the Vandals make one pick before anybody passes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the Scorpions pass in the sixth round. And just to say how insane this is at the time, like we were shocked. Me, I was running this draft by myself because I had basically no co-GM at the time. Mm-hmm. And it made no sense because, so the guy picked right before their pass was Roger Baton, who I really wanted, who wound mm-hmm. up being like a borderline Hall of Famer, like yeah. legend of the sloths, like borderline dynasty at the time. Oh yeah. And he was picked right before. And then there was a couple other players that I was interested in, like laser show, um, black and gold. Yeah. Steve Braun were all guys that I wanted, but then there was this guy, Vaseline tigers, Simon Hans. Now that name should sound vaguely familiar to a lot of people because Simon Hans was like a legend. Yes. He briefly coach M, uh, like yep. really, really good career. Yep, incredibly active in terms of TPE and like really good player. Yeah, like the, 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 the sloths 
picked up partially because they had no reason for being in this situation because the 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 scorpions like didn't they passed for no reason and it made no sense they, yeah like they weren't up against the cap and even if they were they could just cut the draftees that weren't active there was no reason to pass yeah like there was it, no upside there was no benefit to it right like it's so funny to think about too because their reasoning for passing, their head GM was like, oh, well, I didn't really scout and none of these guys look like super active right now. Yeah. And it's like, well, it takes like, it honestly takes like 30 minutes to send a, a form PM to everyone. Right. Maybe an hour. But like, that's really all you need. Yeah. And it's, then you just kind of like discuss it. You review the prospects. It's really not that difficult. Right. So a funny story about this is I, um, made my I did all my scouting the day before the draft mm-hmm. and I made a draft board at work and I forgot to email myself the draft board. <laughs> so <laughs> so I did this draft completely off like the top of my head, just like kind of remembering PMs that I liked. <laughs> and it turned out that I accidentally drafted like the greatest draft class non-inaugural drafted in PBE history. <laughs> drafting AYs, LGM, Max, and Half Eating Onion Bagel in the first yeah. three rounds. I got I got very lucky. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, I'd be so, so mad. Like, even if you don't even if you don't the point of saying that is like even if you just PM guys and you don't build a board, like you can get enough of a sense of how active people are. Right. Like I remember like AYs, for example, giving me a fucking like gigantic essay telling me like why i should draft him and i'm like this guy's gonna be a superstar yeah like, you can just and, tell right away yeah and like you can this is applicable in all sorts of league stuff like uh when when we hired jabs to be swifty's co-gm right like as soon as we got his reply it was like all right he's gonna be the guy like it was he wrote like an essay on like all the things he wanted to do his plans like you could just tell that he was invested because of right. his reply and for the record, speaking of seeming like invested, I have pulled up <laughs> Simon Hans's PM to me, uh-huh. where he says, like, he's talking through, like, I plan on being fairly active. I don't have commitments that would prohibit me from spending a lot of time. I plan on doing media. Like, I don't know about any of the teams, but I'm excited to go wherever. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, he sent me, like, he spent the time to reply to my PM, which says enough that he's worthwhile drafting instead of passing. Right. Yeah, and that's how we're <laughs> like, saying. Like, we're not saying that he should have, that Cosborn should have seen that uh, Vaseline was going to be a super active, like, legendary player and drafted him in the first two rounds. Right. You just, the, the bar here is so low. You just take him instead of passing on him. Right. It's so ridiculous. Like, especially, I'm looking at his signature now. The dude, this dude at one point in season eight, in season eight, he led the league in batting average, led the league in RBIs, and led the league in total bases. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so his player wound up being pretty good. Oh, yeah. Worth 30 war in his career, 30.7 war. He, like, he had almost 1,500 hits. He had 170 home runs. Yeah. Not to mention the amount of championships that he won. Right. And if you look up, like, uh, the, the career records for second baseman 
yeah. for batting, it's Roger Breton, Roger Breton, Roger Breton, Roger Breton. Oh, no, this is uh, Simon, Simon Hans, Hans. But Simon oh, Hans, yeah. if you look in third base, though, third he's going to be yeah, up there base. as well. Simon Hans, Simon Hans, yeah. Like, and both offense and defense. Right. Like, you so, literally look, yeah. career, career batting, all-time third base leader in games, at-bats, runs, hits, total bases, doubles, triples. Yeah. That's Simon Hans. He's the career leader in all those things. And he's second in most everything else. Right. Like, well, then Northwell, who a great third baseman in his own right, barely beat him in like singles, home runs, all right. these other things. Exactly. And that guy beat him out in uh, home runs. <laughs> yeah. Some bum. <laughs> Some bum, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just like a ridiculous – it's so ridiculous that he – they're like – this is not a team that had like cap issues. There was really no reason other than laziness, but even laziness doesn't excuse it because it's fucking RNG who you're going to pick or something. Right. It just made no sense. Like if we you, don't need to dwell on it. inactive, like just cut them. Boom. Right. You're done. Exactly. And there's a reason you rank this as like D or F tier drama. Yeah. I ranked this as an F tier because it really <laughs> wasn't that dramatic. It's just baffling. It's, it's also like, I can't say it enough. It's also hilarious. It is. Like, I find it so funny. Like, it was really funny reading through uh, this time in management chat because, like, all the other GMs that he's supposed to be competing against are like, "Why are you passing? Just pick somebody." Like, you guys are trying to make him be a better GM, even though you're competing against him. Right. Well, like, so because baffling. it was like we're we know we're competing against like Juosu too, who has all these picks in the later rounds. So it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh man, so and funny! Was one of the people that was like, "Just pick somebody." There's no downside. To right, it. like that was the. This was before expansion, so their their division was was me, Juosu, and Cosborn were the Western <laughs> division. So it was really a haves and haves not situation amongst yeah. GMs there. Yeah. In fairness, though, like the divisions were as cosmetic at this point. Right. True. True. We played an equal schedule against every team, and right. uh, I don't true. think there was a division winner automatically. No, no, yeah. it wasn't, because you're right, because there, there were playoffs where it was all, like, the first year was, was the East only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I actually can't believe how much time we spent on that. It's just so funny. It really is so funny, and it's so baffling. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, there's really no words for it, yeah. although we did our best. We did, but we didn't really like. I we didn't really come up with an explanation because it, there isn't one. There is no explanation. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So, do we want to now? Let's talk. This is going to be focused mostly now on the sloths. Yes, the sloths of this era were pretty dramatic. Yeah, and like even rewinding a little bit. Uh, they were originally the Berkeley Bulldogs. Right. And the founder of the league, Rindy, who uh, we discussed in the first episode, was yep. the GM of that team. And then when did he quit? Was it during season one or during the offseason? It was during the offseason because during season one, he said he was going to step down. Uh-huh. Um, and then he, so he steps down and then he um, retires and recreates, which is such <laughs> a dick move. That's. <laughs> I didn't know that he retired and recreated. That's. Oh yeah, he's in this draft. He's in the season two draft. He's picked oh, the God. end of the first round. 
Oh my god, look at that. His his name is Little Dick in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and true to form. Didn't do anything on that player either. Nope, was a bust. Yep. Was a first round bust. So brutal. Hilarious. Um so at this point now they're taking apps. A lot of people apply, including some new players like Benton applies. Mm-hmm. Um, McColby, and had a application, I think. Yes, we we did get sent that application, and it reads like you're like this guy seems like a reasonable hire, but like you wouldn't want to hire a new guy right away for a job like that unless right. you're really desperate. And when you have especially people, especially with like the quality of GMs at the time, like right. things already shaky. Right, and then, um. Like, Juosu and Rabbit apply together, and that is, like, the biggest slam dunk ever. Yeah. You know, you don't realize um, how much of a disaster the pairing is going to turn out to be in terms of, like, <laughs> not getting along. <laughs> yeah, no one could see that coming. But, like, at the time, you know, those are two power users in the league, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're, what, they went second overall and, like, sixth overall in the inaugural draft, something like that? Yeah, something like that. And, like, yeah. the two biggest... Uh, posters of media, super active in all right. facets. Like two gigantic bank accounts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like we said, like Juosu would have been head office. She was head office, but she stopped because of a disagreement. Yeah. Um. So anyway, long story short, like I don't even know how, like what the drama was, but Rabid winds up stepping down and applying for HO and gets into hired into head office. Yeah. And this is not really documented anywhere. But, like, trust me, because Rabid told me this, like, Rabid applied to head office because he did not like working with Juosu. Which <laughs> is... I, I do believe, I, I'm pretty confident in saying the feeling is mutual. The feeling is definitely mutual, but, like, <laughs> Juosu preferred him as a GM than she did in head office. You know what I mean? Like, she had no problem really working with him as a GM because I think the difference is, like, Juosu is... I don't want to say, like, a control freak because that's, like, negative. Because yeah, she's but, the best, she's like clearly the best GM in league history. Yeah, but she's like has her hands in all the pots as a right. GM. So like, if you're somebody who's really headstrong and stubborn, like Rabbit, it must mm-hmm. be hard to GM under her. Yeah, you know, they're not like like me and you, for example. We work well together because we're like really chill and like whatever. Any work that somebody else wants to do, we're both thinking is a positive instead of a negative. Oh, yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I would GM with Juosu. Fucking perfectly because she'd be oh, like, yeah. "Can you only send scouting PMs and do nothing else?" And I'm like, "Yes, this is my dream. <laughs> this is exactly yeah. what I want to do." <laughs> so, like, I don't get it. I blame. I obviously like blame Rabbit for it, and then he wound up being one of the worst head office members in league history, which we'll get to. Damn. Um. I mean, like, he literally almost killed the league with the dead ball era. <laughs> like he. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, we'll get to that. I don't think he's completely to blame there. No, but, like, I guess I'm letting my personal feelings get in the way. He did not not really accomplish, he did not accomplish really much else. No. But anyway. Rabbit focus uh, episodes in the future. Oh, yeah. So, So, anyway, since he's in head office, he is eligible to, like, hypothetically be traded, right? Mm -hmm. So the sloths in season two are clearly building something great. Like, I wrote an article about how great their draft was because at the time, like, you knew they were going to be good, but they were obviously really bad because, like, like 
there are two GMs in season one, which like hypothetically should be your best players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like your GMs should be high TPE people. Yeah. They both were either IA or retired. <laughs> right. And then they had like no other players other than they had to trade everything to get Rabbit and Juozu. Yeah. So like the other teams, for example, Vancouver, they had your player for free. Right. Like automatically. Exactly. And even Dwyer's player, who was not good, Mm -hmm. was like a starter and like more active, more TPE than anybody that they had. And then like we were able to trade players for other stuff. Like we we wound up having like all these Hall of Famers. Like we literally had like Secret, Thunder, Biggio, Thompson, Steiner. Like that's like a loaded team, you know? Yeah. And we were able to use those guys to be good. Whereas like they, she had no foundation to build upon. Yeah. Right. So what they decided to do was it's like the best example I can say in sports is like alone in soccer. Like okay. where you're allowed to do that. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Yeah. Like in American sports, you can't loan out players to other teams for like half a season and then they come back. Right. But in PBE, you were allowed to do this. Now, the first time this was done was um it was Teddy Rob- to the Crabs, right? Right. Robert Phelps, I think his player's yeah. name was. Yeah, Robert Phelps. Right. So um this was like proposed and I was like really against it. I was like, this is mm. gonna really tank competitive balance. And it caused like a lot of drama on the site. Like people yeah. were pissed. Right. And especially in management chat. Yes. Like it was there were some fights about this. Yep. And the so the crabs were fighting, by the way, with the Vandals for like the top spot in the league that year. Yes, like we were clear two best teams in the league this year, which like uh, says along a lot. with the Voyagers, right? Like along with the Voyagers. Though. Yep. Now, um, so everyone, we started talking about like rental trades, and apparently, every GM. Every head GM in the league that was not involved in that trade, the other four, all said that rental trade should not be allowed. Yep. Which is classic. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> classic. And then, who, of who course, see that coming. Right. And then the HO ignores it and says GMs are just voting in their self interest. So uh-huh. let me ask you a question, Beaver. If you're a GM, you're me, you're, you're let's say you're running the Scorpions. Or no, okay. let's, let's come back. Let's say you're running the Voyagers, okay? Okay. And you're fighting for spots between me, the Vandals, and the Crabs. Yeah, like you're two against, teams make it. Right, you're against rental trades, like, morally, but, like, what would you do as GM here? <laughs> well, above any sort of moral fiber I have, I'm petty as shit. So, right, like, and, and rent one of my own players, or a, a player myself. And, like, that's obviously what I did, which is why I set up that hypothetical. Yep. <laughs> but, like, I, I really feel like you are... Like, I said this, too. I said this to your Into Shadows. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you as a GM are doing a disservice to your team if you don't do everything within the rules to make your team yeah. as good as possible. Even if you don't like the rule. Right. And, like, there's other rules that I don't like in leagues. Like, for example, like, I, we will talk about this maybe every episode, <laughs> how much Beaver and I both despise the tampering rules in Sim League. Legalized tampering. Like, there's just no reason for it. Like, you should be able to... As a player, you should have to opt out of tampering and say, I will yeah. not be, I do not want to be tampered because it could definitely be annoying for players. Like Beaver, for example, is like very loyal on teams. You would be extremely annoyed to be constantly getting PMs to be like, come to my team and be like, fuck I, off. I, I don't want I to do, do this. 
I do get those PMs. Like, and it's yeah. fine. <laughs> like I so like that's a rule like that I disagree with, but like I'm not gonna go out blatantly tampering in public because right. like that you would just get busted. And like that's the yeah. same thing how I feel about rental trades. Like my job was then to evaluate the team and be like, well, we need to put ourselves in a situation to combat what the crabs just did mm-hmm. and then beat the Voyagers who refused to do this. You yeah. know? And it was I mean, looking at what happened that season, incredibly unnecessary. Like we were <laughs> yeah. so far and away the best team in the league. And right. we Oh no, we weren't that year. Oh no, we were. Yeah, yeah we yeah, finished season two. We finished 17 games above the second place craps. Right. And like obviously part of that's because we did trade for Rabbit. So yeah. people were people were upset at the first rental trade. <laughs> People lost their fucking minds when I did the second yeah. one because it was the best team in the league trading almost nothing for an MVP caliber player. Yeah. And someone, a GM doing it who had just been extremely vocally against the first rental trade. Right. So, people were, so like costing... people were accusing you of hypocrisy on top right. of the, the normal uh, losing their mind over rental trades. Nonsense. So one of my favorite quotes ever coming out of this it's so, so, so funny. comes from one of my best friends in Sim Leagues, who was, like, later we co-GM'd the, um, we co-GM'd the Hawks together in an emergency capacity. Mm-hmm. We were uh. recently inducted together into the Hall of Fame as GM and co-GM in, in ISFL. So, like, we're super tight, okay? And he said he will never play for one of these teams that made the rental trades. He finds it incredibly hypothet- hypocritical, <laughs> like ruins the fun for everyone, taking advantage of loopholes, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. The best part of this, Beaver, is Manic winds up GMing a team in PBE. Do you know which one that is? Oh, man. It's on the tip of my tongue. Was it the one? Was it the team that was involved in both of the rental trades? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. He wound up GMing with Juosu, the queen of rental trades. It's so funny. Like, man, my dude, you will probably not listen to this because he has a child and is actually busy in real life. But, like, can't relate. Oh, my God. So funny. I hope this gets back to him because I can't wait for him (laughs) to to, to hear this because it's just so funny. That's one of my favorite posts in league history. Yeah. It's so good because, like, first of all, like, how does this at all affect the fun of, of anybody in the league other than, especially when Teddy. And Rabbit both wanted to do this. I could see it affecting yeah. their fun and being like, I don't want to go to a team for half a season and then come back. That sucks. Like, if right. they are loyal to them, but both of them wanted to do this. Yeah. And, like, from their perspective, it's kind of a no brainer. You get to play on a good team. You're not going to go to the playoffs on this loss. So right. You get to play on a good team. You get to play in the playoffs. And you're going back to your team that you like, probably. Right. Uh, like, I don't know that firsthand, but I would assume so. Like Teddy, and, Teddy stayed with the sauce for his whole career, so he loved yeah. it. Yeah, you and your, your team's getting better because you're getting draft capital in right. return. Exactly. Like, no complete no-brainer. Yeah, like this is the same thing we did on the Scorpions a few years later. Yeah, like, because you would wind up, like, you get rental trades currently in PBE with, like, guys on expiring deals who will come back mm. and sign in free agency. Yeah. Like, you get that, but this was, like, they had third year options on their contracts mm-hmm. and it was like you have to go back to take those like you know what I mean yeah. those options were owned by the sloths right like so this is very different and this is currently illegal in PBE 
Yes. Um, which like I've actually come around on it because people say this hurts parody, but I actually disagree. I disagree too. I think because it hurts parody in the moment. Yeah, for sure. Like it makes the best teams better in the moment, but like yeah. any situation is the same thing with cap trading. I think cap trading really does help bad teams. And like contract retention, all this should be allowed because it is so so hard in PBE specifically to make yeah. bad teams good. It's way harder than the other leagues I've been a part of. Right, it takes so like, long. Like, look at how Mavfava was like GM of the sl- the the Scorpions, Scorpions for so long. Yeah, right. And it took him forever to get good when he was making every good decision. Yeah. He took it over, basically I took, forget what it was, but season three, and it was like six, five or six seasons. It literally we took like the, good. the Vandals blowing themselves up. Yeah. And everyone leaving the Vandals in free agency. Yeah, for then, we signed those, half of them. Right, exactly. And then traded for the uh, another guy during the World yeah. Series run. Like, that's... Yeah, just so, a bum, though. Some, I would say call him very Doe-esque. another another truly terrible podcaster (laughs) yes yeah we were collecting all the bad podcasters yeah that's just really what the goal was of that team doesn't matter Um, on the championship right so i just think it's like like looking back on it now i think they should be allowed because it really did help the slots wind up getting good long term they got picks out of it that wound up turning into good players you know so Especially now with how drafts are, where like they're yeah. much more real than they were back then, like you know. Yeah, and I could see it like in the six team league, I do think it's different. Because like one player changing teams causes a huge shockwave in like the entire standings, like we were talking about with uh, Teddy and Rabbit. But right. in a fourteen team league, like if um like who's at the bottom of the standings right now? So if like, right, like Indianapolis Kashima. traded yeah, if Kashima traded like one of their best players to a competitor, someone like say New Orleans, New Orleans wanted to load up. Like speaking of a team that's done a great job rebuilding from nothing. Right. And like, I don't think that would affect the playoff race all that much. Like it would help New Orleans, of course, but enough teams make the playoffs enough teams are in the league that it wouldn't have like the seismic implications that did in season two. Right. When you're looking, this is really funny to look at. Did you know, that the Crabs finished one game ahead of the Voyagers in a league that two teams made the playoffs. Yeah, in a game <laughs> so one of one, it wound up, it wound up like making a difference. Yeah, they, because, they were tied. Yeah, they finished. Uh, what was it, fifty-one and forty-nine, and they played a game one of oh, one. Right, and they played that last game, right? Yeah. So like that, Phelps, literally could have made the difference. Well, I mean, look, and you look at Phelps, like in his twenty-seven games for the Crabs, was worth 0.7 wins above replacement. There you go. And he's replacing a guy who was, I'm not sure exactly who he replaced. I think it was Zoo. Uh-huh. Just based off the math, like it looks like Zoo was the guy he replaced. Yeah. And Zoo was worth 0.2 wins in those 72 <laughs> games. So, like, that's at least an extra, you know, almost an extra full win of production. Right. That's a big difference. What is so going on the- with, this, with these batting stats, though? They had so many people play like five games for them. Because like, I think because there were so many IAs and then you would put in waivers. So when like waivers would come uh-huh. and join, you would just like get them into your league. Gotcha. Get them on your team. But like, this is crazy. It really is such a different league than now because there's like, like 20 guys who get, who get at bats for them. Yeah. That is crazy. And like 
five people played every game. <laughs> right. That's yeah, crazy. literally five. I never realized that. Yeah, me neither. That's funny to look at. Um, so yeah, that's that's the rental trade drama. Um, do you think we missed anything on that? I feel like we really covered this pretty well. Okay, because the real the other thing that I want to mention is so when we when you drafted in season one, the rules were you have to sign a three year deal. The third year has to be an option. Mm-hmm. Okay, I believe that's still the rule uh, for draftees. No, so now you can have the first year covered by oh, the that's right. So you can do those four year yeah, deals. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is like different because the minor there was no minors back then. Right. Um. So the big thing was the crabs for some reason were like the only team in the league to sign a few of their players with mutual options mm-hmm. instead of just classic team options. I signed everybody in the Vandals to team options with one exception. Can you guess who the one exception was? Uh, was it you? It was me. I signed a mutual <laughs> option for myself just in case you always want to keep your options covered, people. Always keep your options covered. This is your always friendly look out for number one. From your friendly neighborhood slim, a player <laughs> should never, ever, ever sign a team option under any circumstances. Oh, never always ever. get a no trade clause if you can. Ever. Yes, exactly. You should always every deal I sign has includes a mutual option and no trade clauses. It yeah. includes them both. Have because to. there's no downside to it. If you're gonna be on that team. Like, just do that. That's just the move. And, like, yeah. as a GM, I always sign tra- team options. And now that I'm never GMing again, like, in the majors where I'm signing contracts, yeah. I feel very confident saying this out loud. Like, you should just never, ever sign a team option as a player. Never. No. No. There's no need uh, to. Right. There's no need to. So, mutual options are fine. Because if you wind up going IA, let them do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Let them cut you. Um. So anyway, one of the players who had a mutual option was Rabbit. So this is where tampering gets fun, right? Because yeah. <laughs> technically speaking, that mutual option was owned by the Sloths when he was on the Vandals, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. But like, there's definitely some gray area there. Right. But like, the tampering rules are defined as approaching a player who is not on your team. Yeah. And Rabbit and was, on was on our on team. The Vandals. I, so I can look I at the roster right now. Was, I looked, and I was like, whoa, Rabbit has a mutual option next year. Like, he can opt out and then sign with us in free agency. Yep. So I, like, we brought him into the LR, and I didn't even mention the mutual option for the first week. Because <laughs> I just wanted him to realize, like, how, like, our locker room back then was clearly the best in PBE. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's not an accident why we were the best team in PBE by that far. We right. had so many actives. Like, we really did. Like I'm trying, not trying. I'm really not trying to pat myself on the back, but like I was. Yes, you are. No, like it's just like a fact. We were just the best. You know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> like, 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 there's nobody who would debate that. You know what I mean? We won five <laughs> titles in a row for a reason. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't accidentally happen. You don't accidentally finish 17 games better than second place. No, you know what? I said 17. It's 18 games because 17 wins above the crabs. It's yeah. 18 games up. I finished 18 games up on them. Yeah. And then we swept them in the playoffs. No. The season, 4-1. Oh, 4-1. 4-1. So we, I mean, that's probably the, possibly the best team of all time compared to the league at average. Yeah, it like could the, be. Like some of those 80-win San Antonio and Death Valley teams. Are right, but they had well, each but, other yeah. who were like also very good, whereas right. like the second best team in the league was two games above 500. And the entire league was a lot more even 
in season right. two, like TPE-wise. Yep, exactly. There was nobody trying to tank, except for the sloths, really, where they do that. Like, you look at the rental trade, this happened with, like like I said, Teddy played 27 games. Yeah. For the for the Crabs, you know? The um, Rabid played 26 games for the Vandals. Yeah. You know? And again, Rabid, by the way, in his 26 games, was worth 1.1 wins above replacement. Like, that's valuable when you're in a right. tight race. Well, we got him for the playoffs. Um, and... And well, and forget about the playoffs. We also, again, I got him to tamper him. Although I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that until after I made the trade. So when I made the trade, then I noticed it. And I wind up like, so I, so the first week, like I said, we played slow. And then we start hitting him. I'm like, hey, so you have this option. By this point, um, Dwyer is IA and John is going to be coach him. Yeah. So that John is the current minor league commissioner. Yes, uh, Josh Dramas. One of, I will say, like, top, one of my top, like, three or four favorite people in, like, Sim Leagues in general. One of my, like, yeah. best friends in Sim Leagues. Incredible dude. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Um, extremely cute dog as well. Yes. Multiple. Multiple, Multiple dogs. But especially his, his hero, his now retired hero dog, Kiwi, is the greatest. Yeah, Kiwi. Kiwi is a hero. Literally. Yes. True, true Space Ranger legend. That was like the, like, <laughs> Kiwi was posted all over that Space Rangers Discord when we first started. Anyway, oh, yeah. me and John are like hyperactive and really hitting up Rabbit almost every day. We create a group PM between the three of us where we're like a week in advance of his free agency. We're like telling him to opt out. And then he tells me he's like definitely opting out and going to test free agency. <laughs> so we're like pitching him early all this stuff we have this yeah. huge group dm we're like i'm telling you dude we, we spend so much time on it um and then rabbit decides for free agency to emulate a reality tv show yes one of our favorites by the way one of our it's a true favorite first the the uh producers of searching for benton mckay yes we love this show yeah and of course he, it's the bachelor it is the bachelor now, to say, I don't even know, how would you describe how this was received? Um, I would say maybe negatively. I would agree. It was <laughs> very negatively received. <laughs> it was by one team. The public in general thought it was both hilarious, but also ridiculous. Yes. And- like... I we should say that uh Rabbit just came off a season where he won the World Series MVP. Right. He of course won the World Series along with that. He was second in most dedicated member voting and he won Silver Slugger at his position. So like one of the best players in the league. So even the people that thought this was dumb, this was stupid, th- their teams were still pitching him. Right. And I will say that like spoiler alert he does sign with the Vandals and that's like incredibly important because it felt to everyone who was not me, John, and Rabbit like a farce. Yeah. The because, like, league mostly thought that he was opting out just to sign with the Vandals. Right. Which, like, I can tell you in the moment, like, John and I did not think that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we thought there was a legitimate chance he would go elsewhere. We knew he was not going back to San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> or, and I think Outer Banks. I think he really, during The Bachelor, he really rips on Outer Banks. Yes. Yeah. Because I should say, yes, (laughs) let's meet the girls tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason for that is I said that every team was pitching him. That was inaccurate. And I apologize for my error. The aviators did not send him a message. And that's why he was hating on them. 
Right, which is weird. Yeah, because the Aviators finish at the bottom of the standings. And right. he would end up playing there. Right, years later would play there. Yeah, so um, the, yeah, just kind of a strange situation. Yeah, so, oh, just for the record, by the way, this is the second time in Rabbit Sim League career that he has done The Bachelor. Yes. And when he's done The Bachelor in SHL, he also went back to the team that he was, like, doing The Bachelor yeah. from. Mm-hmm. So, that, technically that speaking... Contribute. Yeah. Right. Technically speaking, he like was not leaving the Vandals. He was leaving the Sloths, but like he had just spent and won the World Series MVP for the Vandals. Yeah. Um, it was the most recent team he played for, even though technically the Sloths has rights. Right. So he winds up like doing it. He posts all these pictures online. We're going to post this link, should be read through. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think I go through and post, I post a, I post a bunch of. Um, bachelor quotes in there because I felt very confident that we were getting him, mm-hmm. and like I knew the more I memed, the better, the more he would want to come to us. Right. Yes. Here I post my favorite. I think this is a top three or four favorite bachelor quote of all time. My my heart is gold, but my vagina is platinum. From yeah, the, my favorite contestant ever, Corinne. Corinne, what a Corinne. what an American hero. She of the Abraham Lincoln took naps, Michael Jordan took naps. I also <laughs> take naps. Quote. Yes. But that's, we don't need to get too far into her quotes, but she. Really, people need to watch that season. Anyway. Oh, dude. Corinne was so good. So the final three wind up being the Crabs, the Voyagers, and the Vandals, to which you listening at home will say, wait a second, Slim. Aren't those the three best teams in the league? <laughs> yes, they are. Rabbit clearly yes, wanted to play are. for a contender. Um, and he wanted to play for one of the team with like really active GMs. And these guys, we were all active, you know? And one of the reasons he tells me and John that he winds up signing with us is because how well we seem to both work together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is true. Like, John and I work really well together. Um, And it winds up obviously paying off with that signing. Yeah, which is uh, a big event in league history. Huge event in league history. He goes on to win another World Series MVP. Two in a row. Yeah. He wins three. three, three He won the first three. No, he already won the one. Yeah. He wins the first three World Series MVPs in a row for the Vandals. Yeah. And the part of that is because the Sim at the time did not give it to pitchers. One of them, Victoria's Secret, I think would have won, and one of them, Esteban Rodriguez, would have won. No. I think I gave no I think Victoria's Secret, yeah, but Esteban, no. (laughs) You're just, it's just because it's me. Or you're saying that actually. Oh. Yeah. There was one <laughs> postseason where let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I made I made two starts in the World Series and gave up three runs in two wins across those two starts. And yeah, I feel like bad. Yeah, very terrible. <laughs> but anyway, what's really funny about this is like we said he wanted to play for a contender and the Sloths wind up winning sixty four games the next year, finishing first in the league. Yeah. Despite having a worse run differential than the Vandals. Like, that was something and, we were cur- cursed with, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, you guys have, like, really bad Pythag. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that is, but... It's kind of funny. And yeah, it's it, it really... funny because the Sloths lost were, like, one of the best players in the league for free. And we're like, okay. <laughs> right. And then wound up winning all those games. It was yeah. partially, like, Simlock. Like, when we test-simmed, we were mm-hmm. far and away better than them, and we did beat them in the playoffs, obviously. Yeah. And you finished um, with higher uh, expected wins. Right. 
So yes. like you guys were really unlucky and they were fairly lucky. Right. But it winds up but like still, like it's crazy. Yeah. That's and so this year, that's season three. Um, we don't need to get too far into that because we will talk about that later. Yeah. Um I think that covers most of Rabbids free agency. Yeah, I just would like to say that more people should do like bachelor free agencies because it's or really do some kind of drama related free agency. Yeah. It's just like so fun. Yeah. It really is so fun. And Rabid like tried to do it again later on and people mm-hmm. wound up really hating on him. And yeah. like that should not discourage other people. People hated on Rabid because he's a cheater and a narcissist. Like <laughs> Like, no, I'm serious. Like, that's why so many people were like, fuck you, Rabbit, because he had, we did this like a season after, like, cheating in the sim. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, other people, like, have fun. Do fun things. Yeah. Like, give us content. Don't you like these podcasts? If you're listening to this podcast, you clearly like it. Give Beaver and I more content. Right. That's like, all we ask you, for. Yeah, all we want. And obviously, a one on one or two on one interview with Benton McKay. Those are the only two yes. things we ever ask for in the world. Yeah, Benton PM me. Please, Benton. Please, please, please. Our DMs are open. Yes. Well, again, we will offer voice changers. We will offer yeah. whatever you need. Yeah, whatever you want, you got it. Yep. We're like Rick Patino, and you're a high school recruit. Five stars. Ex- exactly. You anything. Literally, whatever you want. The NCAA rules don't apply here. No. Yeah. And even if they did, we'd break them. We don't yes. care. Yes, that's who we are. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of Benton. <laughs> Let's get to the final topic of this podcast. Yes. Benton and the maybe, maybe not, but probably, yes, tampering? Yeah. So to start this off, uh, Rabbit, before his Bachelor post, posted an AMA where people could like ask him questions. Uh, he was saying that he was going to go to free agency, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And who was, was it TLK? TLK. Yeah, so TLK asked him a question about uh, where he wants to go. And, and he asked him, are you planning on using your option? Oh, and that's right. Yeah. Would you consider Providence? Something like that. Yeah, and for would, some reason, Benton thought this was tampering. Right, which but, I don't think it is tampering. I don't think so. I think it's a kind of close-ish. And again, I would say that, like, again, the slots held the option, but, like, he was on our mm-hmm. team. He was on right. our team. And, and he was on our team at the time. And full disclosure, I don't think anything's tampering. So, like, me saying that, it's not... not no, like, but, but, like, <laughs> I think what Benton did is much more tampering. Yes, absolutely. Because, like, this is during a press conference where Rabbit is, like, fielding questions. Benton yeah. did the approaching. So, Benton takes this, like, really... He gets, like, really upset. You will notice that Benton McKay Sr. had a very short fuse. He came in, mm-hmm. like, out of the gates, like, super hyperactive. Yes. But, like, was a troll. Yeah. Like a complete troll he, to he the point just strange. Um, to the point too where like a wise who is like a very chill member of PBE nicknamed him Benton Cancer McKay. They started calling <laughs> him Benton the Cancer McKay to where Benton then added that into the sim as his nickname. Which, by the way, great sense of humor. Like that's a yeah, he literally named himself the Cancer. Um, yeah. So Benton is co-GM of the Sloths. They made a trade with Death Valley, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not important for the drama. Yeah, There's he, no he was the third overall Benton. pick in Season 2, the draft we talked right. about earlier. They trade, like, a first-round pick. They trade another active pitcher for him. They trade a lot for him. Um, by the way, just, like, to throw this out there, Juosu dealt with so much shit. She lost Rabbit for free. Benton winds up retiring. And mm-hmm. she still builds a dynasty. Like, 
how there's nobody who could ever doubt her credentials. She's just yeah, it's it's insane. It's incredible. It really is. Yeah, like to like lose Benton and Rabbit the way she did, and, and she still had no GM players to win. start off. She had to trade for her own, and she had to trade right. for Rabbit, who she lost for free. She had to trade for um Benton, who then she lost for free to retirement. Right. She winds up like. With like no draft capital other than scrounging through the bottom of the picks, and she winds yeah. up building like a dynasty. It's yeah. it's insane, and aided by one of the most lopsided trades in league history. Right, where she does get Sophia Bennett for free. Yeah. that definitely helps. That does, um, but it anyway, doesn't make up for all the rest. No, no, certainly not. So Benton winds up posting an article where he added every single player who had a mutual or player option. He literally tagged every single one. Which is, by the way, it's completely hilarious because that includes, as discussed, myself, who is a GM. Yep. It includes TLK, who is a GM and asked the original question. Yeah, asked it the includes, original question. He caused all this. It includes 40 Chess, TLK's co-GM of the Krabs. <laughs> and of course, as I mentioned before, right? Includes almost every crab because they included <laughs> mutual options on every one of their draft picks for some reason. <laughs> so he adds all these people, including Rabbit, yes. who is again on the Vandals. Um, yeah, oh, it's so funny. This is really so, one of the funniest topics ever posted. Yeah, Keegan immediately replies saying, "You tagged two GMs, you buffoon." <laughs> This is really, it's so funny. So he just asks, would you be willing to play for the San Antonio Sloss in season three? Question mark. And ask that of every single player. Um, And and did you see his reply to Keegan? He said, there's precedent for GM stepping down and declaring his free agents. Oh my God. So good. So he does, you know, Ben senior does kind of hate rabbit at this point. I guess like I forgot that because that'll be an important point of discussion when we talk about Benton McKay jr. Yeah. That is a good thing to keep in like, mind. Right. Um, hilarious, though. <laughs> so so funny. Yeah, so everyone is saying that it's tampering. Like, Yurt comes in, and Yurt with no horse in the race. No, right. no Voyagers are in this post saying that public comments are allowed within reason, but no member may offer or discuss a co- player currently under contract with another team in public or in private. Even if specific values are not mentioned. Right. So this like launches a huge semantic argument. Right. Because it feels, again, this is incredibly dumb. And like, yeah. this was like, Colby allowed this. Because right. he's say that Benton like, got permission before he posted from the right. commissioner. He, from just the commissioner who did not talk about it with HO, yes. did not talk about it with any of the GMs. Like, this is again, just like typical, this is bad management by Colby who I know will listen to this podcast <laughs> and like, this was a bad decision and like was not handled well. I think it's a good decision because tampering is bad. But like, then just erase the rule. Yes. Like by the definition of the rule, that. this is a, the rule sucks. It sucked at the time. <laughs> it sucks now. Like, like you're allowed some kind of public comments, but you're not allowed to do yeah. Con offer contracts even if there's no value, but when there is a value, which we will get to later, <laughs> when there's values mentioned in clear jokes, people yeah. are like crucified and losing draft picks. Yeah, it's incredibly dumb. The tampering rules in sim leagues might be the dumbest rules in sim leagues. Yeah, you should just replace tampering and say replace it with a harassment rule. 
if someone like is harassing you to opt out or join their team or whatever, then they get punished. Yeah. So <laughs> 40 down. chess, 40 chess. The GM says, hell no, I'm a crab for life. And Benton replies, thank you for your response. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a great read. Um, it's a really good topic. And uh, 40 chess is known as the crab daddy. So like, right. there was no chance he was leaving. Yes. Um, so apparently I agree with Cortese what he posts. He says that Colby gave them permission. So it's a okay kids. They're trying to prove a point because Juos who got upset at TLK's like innocent crab questions and rabbits press conference. Um, yeah. Sort of I think he meant Benton there. Well, Juos who all got very upset and then Benton oh, okay. took it personally and you did it. So like, because a lot of people like mixed up Benton and Juos because they had the same avatar. Right. And, yes. and I think the same SIG at the time. Yes. Um, so like Joe, Joe said, like, this is making free agents uh, sour on San Antonio anymore. It's a bad look, so let them have right. their fun. Which might and, be true. And I, I apparently agreed and replied retweet. And to answer the question, fuck no. So apparently <laughs> I was very yeah. uninterested in signing well, to and, the and to Benson, Thank you for your response. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Next he post. Did. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Oh God, I hated him so much. I really did. I like it was so annoying, and I remember like telling my locker room about it too, which of course gave out like the. So he is somebody who has not been discussed in either of the drama podcasts, mm-hmm. but in season one and two and a little bit of three, like uh, Arbin Asipi, like Death on Reddit was like the Vandals attack dog. I just like literally would like send a link and be like, go here. And he would just yeah. go, this is fucking bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. Like attacking on behalf of the Vandals. It was always yeah. hilarious. On, on the bachelor post, uh, someone was complaining about how he went back to the Vandals and a sippy jumps in <laughs> response. To sucks yeah. to suck. <laughs> sucks to suck. And I remember rabid saying that if like he gave some ridiculous thing, like if the Vandals won one World Series during his time there, he was promising he would leave in his next contract. <laughs> and somebody being like, "Dude, why are you? Even, of course they're going to win another World Series. <laughs> like they're loaded." And we really like, like he wound up being like a Vandals legend on that team. Then he yeah. left, and then he wound up coming back to GM it later. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's probably like one of the biggest figures in Vandals history. Like. The whole yeah. entire team history. For sure. For Between sure. I mean, there. Right. Um, so funny. It's just, oh man, reading through this thread, like people are really salty. Like I really kind of feel like it is um, definitely tampering, you know? Yeah. Like it's, I don't know what, I don't know how it's like, I'm fine with them not getting punished, you know? But like, if that's not tampering, what is? Like, why right. have the rule if that's not tampering? Exactly. <laughs> and again, people who have not opted out and asking if they want to play for your team next right. year. And but obviously, like, they could not have been punished because they got permission to do so. Like, that's clearly right. like, once you get permission, you can literally, literally tamper if the, the commissioner told you it was okay to do. Yeah, you're not going to get punished for it. Right. Um, Man, it's just so funny. What a clown show. This league was such a clown show early on. But like, it was really funny those first few seasons. Yeah, none of these clearly were like league league breaking or any kind of the drama we talked about. But no. I feel like I they mean, were. They did contribute to some of the like festering wounds because I do think that the rental trades played a role in uh, New York's GM stepping down after what was that season four? Season after three? season three before yeah. season four. 
Yes, and this tampering too with like mm-hmm. this was most upset people were was not at the um was not at Benton and Juosu. It was level of upsetness at Colby for making this unilateral decision. Right. You know? And I think Colby Colby admitted that he messed up there. He said that he thought HO would agree with him, and so he didn't even bring it up or something along those lines. Yeah. And, and uh, he does regret this decision, he told us. Yes. And, by the way, like, I think Oles puts a post in there that is, like, very good about why it is by the books tampering and why uh, it's different than what the Crabs did. Yeah. Because the intent was specifically made to try and get people to go to the sloths. That's not debatable. That's literally what the intent right. is. And none of the players are free agents. They're all, they all have mutual or player options. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like the first one is rabid asking questions. Yeah. He was prompting people for questions. Right. This one, like Benton was soliciting all these players. It's yeah. clearly, it's, you know, like, even if you don't think it's tampering, it's clearly different. It's not the same. Right. It's not a proportional response as uh it's Aaron not Jordan a proportional. What what even is what's the value a, of a proportional value. response? Exactly. What is the value in a proportionate response? So that's what Benton did see. He decided yeah. to not give a proportionate response. <laughs> Ed Bartlett would be proud. Yes, he would. What, what would the proud. value be? Yeah. Honestly, I'm glad it happened uh the way this did because it because it also helped Stour Rabbit on it on them <laughs> more than it did. Like it really like was the like straw that broke the camel's back in terms of he was like, I'm never coming back there, you know? Yeah. That's funny. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, like none of these things like really were league defining or anything. They're just really funny drama. They're so, so funny drama. And it's just so ridiculous. This goes for like six pages and it's all just like dumb arguments. And there's probably other topics about it too that we just didn't dig up because it was everywhere. Yeah. It was everywhere and like all over the discords. Like we don't oh, scour yeah. the main discord for this podcast. Yeah, it's really hard to. Right. Um, and like, you know what? Our our listeners can do work. They they can go and look. Like you want to look. Like mm-hmm. if you guys ever, just for the record, by the way, people listening to this, we the only thing the only people we love hearing from more than Benton is you guys. Like, let yeah. us know what you think. Let us know. You guys have other drama you want us to cover. You have questions. Maybe we'll do a mailbag podcast if there's more stuff oh, to cover. Be, that'd be fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're super, super excited about all the drama we still have yet to come. And you there's know? a lot. <laughs> there is a lot. There is a lot. There's like, I mean, we're going to do a whole podcast on tampering. Yeah. We're going to do a whole podcast on Benton McKay Jr. Multis. Multis, there's a lot. Rule we have summit. rule god, summit. So oh much. my god, the index being deleted. Yes, <laughs> like you didn't mention the index. The fucking index. The index deleted. being deleted. Like we had to do a fucking off-season tournament <laughs> to like scrounge people together, consisting of me, uh, I think Juosu, Colby, and Madge. The only yep. four people still left in PBE. <laughs> that is going to be. I'm warning the the listeners ahead of time. Gonna be super, super salty slim back then. <laughs> because because like I remember somebody even recently, somebody recently, one of the head office members who I will not name, asked me, like, what have you even done for PBE? 
And I was like, <laughs> you have no idea that like back then, like if I wanted the league to end, it would have ended. Yeah. There because were like probably four or five people that if they just decided that they were done with the league, it probably would have folded. Like well, especially Osu, because- Eva, Colby, Mesh. Well, the thing was, too, that Evoc and I were a pair yeah. where she told me if I was done, she was done. Uh-huh. So if I left, I was bringing Evoc with me, and yeah. it would have been just completely over. That would have been a brutal blow, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll get to that, and you will hear my saltiness as to how the absurdity of that list you just gave, two people on that list, including Juosu and myself, having no... <laughs> most dedicated member awards in spite of, I feel like one of us specifically her deserving it many times. Yeah. That's kind of a weird award. It is a very weird award. It's, you you know, it's weird because I get votes for it sometimes. Right. And like, like the least dedicated person you'll ever meet. There was one, one year though, where I feel like me and you had like 10 jobs combined. Uh, not so me. like, really? I thought you were banker, <laughs> fantasy, casino. You were like, okay. F- count. Yeah, but like, but like, they were jobs that like nobody was taking any of these jobs. You were minor league GM, fantasy. You were a banker, and you ran the casino all when like the league needed, you know. Jobs. Okay, the league didn't need any of that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's the the league, job. There's, there's literally nothing Beaver brings to the league that the league. Needs. No. No. And, uh, on that note, I think we will call it. Yep, that's an hour. This was a lot of fun, as always. Um. And, and I think through two seasons, by the way. Right. This is, at home. Right. We haven't even really gotten into season three. Yeah. <laughs> it's like through the first like two and a half seasons of PBE. <laughs> it's so much fun. And um, as always, uh, Benton, we know you're listening. Come come on the pod. You'll have fun. Yeah. Call me. Call me, dude. Yeah. I'm begging you. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Until next time. And as always, leave comments in the post. Send us DMs. Add Send us in the drama. discords. Yeah. Uh, We'll see you guys soon. See ya. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.